Okay. Ready? We'll do. A, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do. But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four. That. Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Nope. Here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and. Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. What up? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's another another wonderful day in I'm Okay, You're Okay, I'm Not Okay, You're Not Okay land. It is another wonderful day. I'm glad to be here. Glad to see you. We're having a good, good time already. Nice to see you. How's it going? What do you got? You're wearing uh what what shirt is that you're wearing? I'm wearing a shirt that says buddy and on the back it says pal. You know what's funny is that I bought this shirt in who knows, some sort of thrift store, it doesn't matter. But um it's probably the shirt I've been not complimented on, but everybody asks me what this shirt says. Literally everybody. And it's just a black shirt and on the front it says B U D D Y buddy. Right, but you're wearing a jacket, so you only see the D-O, so right. it looks like do. Right. And they're like, does that shirt say doo-doo? <laughs> It'd be cool if it said doo-doo. What if you were just walking around with a shirt that said doo-doo, and on the back it said pee-pee? I think I'd have a, a nice time. I'd meet a lot of interesting people. Dude, we're both having delicious icy beverages. You're drinking a Diet Coke. I'm drinking a Tecate Original Cerveza. Dude, you better have poured a little bit of lime around the top and also a little bit of salt. I didn't if do... You, if you didn't, you're not drinking it correct. Well, I didn't do that. Um, in fact, it's not even cold. It's a little bit warm because it's our bus stock that I brought home. And I haven't put it in the frigidaire, but I had do you a long have, day. Do you have a lime in your kitchen? I don't know. I try not to go in there. I don't know. Who knows? Dude, you're in there every day cooking. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing this Blue Apron thing. Are you familiar with what Blue Apron is? It's like I'm they, familiar with it, but how do you feel about it? You know what I don't like about it? Are the boxes that it comes in. Because our garage is now filled with all these Blue Apron boxes that I don't know how to get rid of. And in fact, the redneck's coming out in me. Because the thought came into my head and it just it seemed like a good idea where I thought... I'm just going to burn all this shit in the backyard, which is very, very Alabama of me. Dude, I burn all my shit in my backyard. I love it. You, you burn like boxes and shit? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Except I can't now because there's a burn ban. So they just kind of randomly do these burn bans where you can't burn stuff for like a month or two. And so if you get caught, I get a, I get an, I get a text message saying, hey, the burn ban is going to start tomorrow. It's going to last for a while which gives me a, an opportunity now to go out and burn everything I've got because I've been caught where I've got a literally an entire garage full of cardboard. And then I had to wait like two months to burn it all. Who told on you one of your neighbors? That's what it must no, have No, no. Once, once the burn bans, in fact, I, I don't break the law, dude. You know me. I like the well, you rules. You said you got caught. I just thought you said you got caught. No, I got caught off guard in terms oh, of like, oh, gotcha. I can't burn anything now. And now I've got this whole stack of cardboard. Now I can burn it in my fireplace. Yeah. Which I which I which I may do. I just honestly feel better knowing that you also burn your the boxes and the cardboard you don't want. I like burning shit, dude. It's very 
something about looking into a fire makes you feel real calm. Well, it's because it's almost like staring into, you know, an ancient mirror. That's yeah. There's a reason that human beings are drawn to looking at um, water and sunsets, vast horizons, and fire. And it's because those things were absolutely symbols of life and fertility yeah. and strength and sustenance and power and food. And uh, you can't rewire a couple hundred thousand years of wiring. I've tried. No, you can't. Like when you look into that fire, basically what it's telling you is A, you're going to be warm for the night. B, predators you are going to stay away from you because there's something that's scary looking to them and you can cook your food and you're going to stay warm and then the sunset it's not the sunset that's so beautiful it's the sunrise because when that sun rises you made it through another fucking night with no electricity no air conditioning no netflix right about saying no, no Seven no Eleven, yeah no tecate in a can no Dude, if you wanted a drink back in the old days, you had to pee into a fucking pile of dirt and just hope that that was going to turn into alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those were the hopes of our forefathers. Yeah, dude. Those were not good days. I can't live in those olden times. I need everything the way it is now. I also need things the way they're now. What's crazy is that in a hundred more years, people will look at the way things are now and be like, how do those savages live like that? Jesus, dude, they're going to look at us like we're fucking in the middle. They're going to be like, how did we survive? If, if we survive, they're going to be like, what the fuck were those people doing? Yeah. They're going to think we were savages straight up. I mean, they're going to be doing shit so differently in a hundred years if we're still around. And they're going to look back at us going... Just a hundred years ago, these dudes were fucking up so hard. Yeah, for sure. Even with all of our technologies. Eventually, what's going to happen, a couple things are going to happen here in the next hundred years. By the way, this is all 100% fact-checked. So just know that what I'm about to say is going to happen. A, singularity. Should we tell the audience what that means? Yeah means at some point ai artificial intelligence is going to become sentient it's going to become aware of itself and when it does it will start evolving so quickly and speedily that it will have surpassed us evolu like it will become so much smarter than we are not over the course of days or weeks but in the course of nanoseconds and then when that happens, we won't even know it's ha A, we won't know it's happened. B, it could have already happened. Uh, we don't know. Because when it happens, we're not gonna know. And uh, but it won't be like it won't be like Terminator. It'll be it'll just have happened, and then whatever that sentient AI decides is best for itself or for humanity, we don't know if it's gonna what it's going to do, but that's going to happen. And then the other thing that's going to happen is they're going to figure, they're going to CRISPR, you know, what CRISPR is a CRISPR, like in a refrigerator, the CRISPR, no, CRISPR, CRISPR is this thing. It's sort of like 
where they, you know, because they've mapped the DNA of people now. Mm -hmm. The genome. The genome. And so what they're going to do is they're going to be able to like take that genome and then reprogram it because they know where everything is. And so they can just like go deep, 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 deep. And then that's going to be a game changer because it's going to, we're all going to live longer. At some point they're going to figure out, oh, if we go deep, 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 then people's cells are going to regenerate the way they do when you're like five and six. And then all the old people are going to look young again and their brains are going to be good. And then you're going to have a problem because people aren't going to be dying and new people are going to be coming. And then they're going to have to figure some shit out where they're going to be like, well, no more babies for you guys. Kind of like in China. Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever watch that documentary where they talk about how that did not work? No. That one, one baby idea. No. Yeah. So they did the one baby and then everybody wanted boys. They didn't want girls. So they got rid of all the girls. They put them up for adoption or whatever. Or, you know, maybe they had abortions. I don't know. But now you've got all these. That was 25 years ago whenever they were doing that. Now you just got all these dudes and no available women to procreate <laughs> with. It's fucked up in China, dude. Ugh. It's like Alaska. <laughs> Dude, if you want to get laid and you're not hot and you're a chick, go to Alaska. Boom. You know what that boom was? That was a period. I'm like, drop. It does seem easier to me. Let's, let's work this out as two straight men. It does seem like your average lady, if she wants to, can have sex. Whereas your average man definitely wants to but very rarely can just easily have sex. Right. Unless you're, you know, talented or good looking. Most people aren't those things. No, if you're into guys, you can have sex whenever you want. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's is that is that a um is that a is that a negative stereotype? Is that incorrect? What is that? It, it, no, the, if the you're, current if you're, the current if cultural you're climate I feel pressured by the current current cultural climate to disparage what I just said, but it just seems sort of obviously true to me. Well, the way it works is guys want to impregnate everything that they see period no they don't obviously and women want to be impregnated not by everybody but by the alpha male so they have to figure out who the alpha male is and there's only one so if they're having sex with a bunch of dudes something's off there's something wrong with their there's something wrong with their programming now it's okay to keep chasing the alpha male and have sex with multiple partners, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and you know, obviously, you know, we live in a time where you can have sex with whoever you want, men and women, and so you, there are women that have sex with multiple partners over the course of months or years. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about women who want to have sex the way men do, which is men want to have, if they can, they'll have sex with 20 women every day. But a woman who wants to have sex with 20 men every day, there's something off because she's not looking for the alpha male. She's doing this thing where she's sleeping with whoever and it's, it's not good. There's something off there. But there's nothing off with a dude who wants to have sex with everybody because that's what we are. So because of that math, it's the woman who decides 
when you're going to have sex. Yeah, she, and, she has all the power. And the time, right, and, and the time where you guys can have sex is when she decides that you're far enough up on the alpha male chain that she'll have sex with you. But if you're low on that chain, she ain't having sex with you. But if you're playing that guitar on stage, son, <laughs> oh boy. If you're and on your a mountain, name is, yeah. And your name is, who's that chick who fucking, that movie star that liked you? Oh, Renee Zellweger, yeah. If you're Renee Zellweger and you see Clint Wells up there on stage wearing them tight nacho cheese pants, holy <laughs> shit, dude. She's ready for some of that Clinton, Clinton Schminton. What do we call those pants? Nacho jeans? <laughs> <laughs> what were they? Was it nacho, che- nacho jeans? Yeah, nacho, nacho jeans. Nacho jeans, because they had a nacho stain on the penis area the size of Africa. It looked like the shape of Africa. Was it Africa or Texas? I thought it looked like Texas. I usually I did Africa because I would point to certain sections and be like, that's Somalia. That's the uh, Horn of Africa. What was so funny about it, they were like pristine sort of super black pants and then they just had this nacho <laughs> cheese stain that was unavoidable. Like it wasn't like it was weak. It was a strong stain. Like You couldn't not notice it. What's crazy about those days, which that wasn't that long ago. That was maybe seven years ago. As I was hanging out with our mutual friend, Josh Moore, who's a lot of fun to hang out with, a musician based in Houston. I've known Josh for a long time, but we were sort of hanging out a lot that week. And here's the thing about that night. We had a long, fun day. We went to some shows. You and I probably played some shows. We ended up at a dinner and having a bunch of drinks and whatever. Ended up going to whatever the big taco place is there in Austin is. Spilled all the cheese on my pants in his car. We're laughing like... We're laughing like men who just got released from jail. Yeah. We're laughing like men who couldn't have a single concern about cheese in a car. And the thing is, we slept somewhere at someone's house that he was staying with who like weren't there. And I just slept in those jeans in someone's bed with all the cheese on it. The next day was like, well, all the cheese had dried and coagulated around the penis area. And I didn't have any other pants. (laughs) So I just plainly wore them all. It's just so many things at that time, so many decisions in the chain of events that probably would not happen these days. Here's the difference between a pro musician and somebody who's just starting off or an amateur when they're packing their suitcase. An amateur is going to pack, okay, two pair of pants, a pair of shorts, um, a couple pairs of socks, maybe a maybe a, a, a light-colored pair of pants, maybe a dressy pair of pants, Maybe uh, a casual pair of pants. Maybe some jeans and then a dark pant. And then all the (laughs) shirts and stuff that go along with it. Yeah. Here's what a pro packs. Four pair of underwear. Period. (laughs) There ain't no extra shirt. There ain't no extra fucking pants. There ain't no extra shit in there. There's some clean drawers and that's it. If anything, I'll bring, bring more jackets than I do pants. Oh, yeah. The jacket, the pants remain, regardless of cheese stains. The jacket, though. I could go on the road for two weeks. All I've got in my suitcase are clean drawers. Right. Period. Right. Well, because who cares? Who gives a shit? Well, here's the thing. You just got to look good on stage. You don't have to smell good. Well, and sometimes smelling like a musician is part of the charm of being a musician well i'll tell you one thing 
and I've said it a bunch of times, when Billy Harvey would walk into a crowded club, a crowded club with hundreds of people in there, as soon as he walked in, you would see the ladies' heads just kind of go, kind of turn, because mm-hmm. they would that waft would waft through the room, and they would smell it, kind of like the fucking whatever those ibikis, <laughs> those antelope on the you know plains of the Serengeti when the lion would show up, you'd see them, you know they're they'd be eating the grass, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they'd catch a whiff of the lion and right. They look up as if they heard a, 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 a sounding of a siren horn, a matador horn, far in the distance. Yeah. They just know that the air has changed around them. The air has changed, and it's time to either run or run into the arms of death. <laughs> <laughs> Both involve running. Yeah. One way or the other. <laughs> oh, like, man. Like, you know you're about to lose it. You're about to lose one of the weak or young in your group. Right, it's shit's about to go down. Shit's about to go down. That's what it was. Shit is about to go down when Billy Harvey would walk in. Because he's such a handsome man? He had the odor, dude. He had the odor? He, he, he was a pro, so he had one clothing item <laughs> for each part of the body. <laughs> and, uh, and he, you know, he wouldn't disguise. He wouldn't disguise the odor. So it was strong, dude. Very European. Gotcha. Gotcha. But you're saying that the women responded to that positively. Oh, 100%. Why do you think that is? It's all pheromones, dude. (laughs) Pheromones? It's it's all pheromones. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I wonder what he would say. You know him way better than me, obviously. I wonder... Is he the kind of guy that would hear that and be like, yeah, that's about right? Or is he the kind of guy oh. like, oh, no, no, no. Oh, you know, gosh, no, shucks, no. He, gee golly. No. no, he would hear that and go, of course, 100%. <laughs> like he would, yeah, of course he'd be like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been brought up. Right. It's not like something, it's not like it's something that he doesn't know. I mean, what you're describing essentially at the bottom of it all is a straight up killer. And no, here's, here's what it was, dude. When it was me. And Billy, Charlie, Steve Poltz, it was like we all considered ourselves apex predators, like the, like lions or tigers. And then you'd have like Bruce would be more like a, a jackal. He'd, be, he'd, he'd, he'd come in and clean up or he'd have to get some game that, that we didn't get, you know, on the plains. You'd have to come in and do a little cleanup work or, or sneak, be sneaky about it. Right. But yeah. I mean, that was back in the day, you know, when we were single. Back in 2021. No. <laughs> this is this is back in like the early 2000s. Yeah. There was just, there was a section of time where I was a single man and uh, yeah. And that's when, that's when I was, that's when Billy was in the band I mean, there was Raphael was in the band, and I, I always, I always joke about Bruce being a jackal, but he, you know, he was, he was definitely out there. He was, but he was, he was, he was, he was like a wolverine. He would strike at night. He would do it away from. There was no, not a packed mentality with him. Right. Like if there was a girl that was giving him any attention in the audience, he would like as soon as the last note rang out, ding, 
you'd look up and you'd be like, where's Bruce? And he'd be out there in the audience trying to get this girl away from us, basically. <laughs> because He's if not we, drawing any attention to it. Well, if we, if we, you know what I mean? It's like if the lion wants to eat the carcass and the jackal wants to eat the carcass, guess who's eating the carcass? Right. The lion. The, that song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight? Yeah. That was written about basically First Avenue. What is that song about? I don't know. All I know is just the chorus where it just says in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. Yeah. I don't is, know it a, is it a scary song? Who knows, dude? That shit was written in the 60s. People were tripping back then. I really believe that right beneath whatever you want to call it, the societal epidur- the societal skin, I think right under it's the lion in the jungle. I really oh, do. For, for sure. Dude, the darkest dark and the brightest bright is in every human being. It's in every single person. And then what you do and how you decide to live your life, that's, we have the ability to to go to the darkest place and the brightest place. That's why people who are so judgmental and like, oh, I would never do that. Yeah, you would. Given the right circumstances, you would do anything. Yes. I've thought about that too. Yeah. You're, you're a few things happening to you away from doing unimaginable things yeah. or things that you think you're above doing for right. sure. For sure. And, and great things too, like things that you would never, like, I would never have the courage or the bravery to do that, but you put yourself in into a certain situation and all of a sudden you've done it because you went on autopilot and you didn't even, you know, it's not just bad things. It's great things too. Just like that time I got a prostate check when I was 25. There you go. I was like, well, the moment here's what people do. Here's what killers do. Here's what Michael Jordan would have done. You don't retreat from the moment. When no. the moment is upon you, you either move in towards it or you retreat from it. And when he was putting that latex glove on, I was like, first of all, I was like, are we going to have lunch after this dad? Yeah. And then second of the, all, you make a fun joke. And then se- second, of all, second of all, you bend over and you take it and you fucking deal with it. Yeah. You just, you put your body into a motion. Yeah. Like you don't know exactly how to hold your hand to be a human, to look normal, but you'd still put your hand there and say, okay, I'm, I think this is approximates what a human would do in this situation. And you do it. Right. And then if somebody laughs then you don't do it that way. And then the next time you do it a different way until people stop laughing. And that's way that's, and then boom, next thing you know, You've got it figured out. You're fucking, the dude's got his finger in your butt. And you're like, let's go eat. How about being in that room if you're a person that, you know, really needs people to laugh at you? How about being in that room where laughter ain't coming? How about the people who get up and do that and there ain't no laughs to be found? I've had that happen a few times where I'm playing a show and I'm trying to do some funny jokes and it's a cold room. And people aren't laughing. <laughs> it's like an industry Guess what term. Happens. I stop. I stop. I stop telling jokes real quick and start just playing songs. Right. But if you're a joke teller and all you've got is jokes and nobody's laughing, <laughs> dude. I just heard there's a new uh, Aziz Ansari. Okay. On on Netflix came out yesterday. 
Yep, I'll I'll be checking that out. I like Aziz Ansari. He's as good as I get. Is Cristelia still out there doing comedy? Dude, he is. He's I I don't know if he's doing dates, but his he's got a Patreon and he's got ads on his podcast again, like a lot of ads. He's making money, dude. That podcast is huge. He's selling shit tons of merch. The guy's making money. Cuz he's funny. He is pretty funny. So, my wife got a it's not a tattoo machine she got tattoo needles from what country japan china who knows but they're needles that you would have like in prison they're it's not a machine right you etch it in yourself you etch it in with these needles and then she's got the ink and the needles that's like the old school shit old school anyway she just walked in here and she said oh i just gave myself all these random tattoos which I'm hoping is her way of trying to prank me. How would you feel if she got a bunch of tattoos? Are you, <laughs> dude? Truly, don't give a fuck, dude. Dude, I've been wanting to talk to you because we had a discussion a few podcasts ago, and you said something that really made a profound effect on me. Um, we were talking about Marilyn Monroe. Have we re-talked about this? We no. talked about Marilyn Monroe and being with her for a billion years and then what are you going to do for the next billion years oh fuck everybody else for billions and billions of years and then you still just have uh, eternity waiting for you right and when i started thinking about it it really got scary and horrifying for me to think about eternity yeah it's scary and and i really spent some time thinking about it and and you were like we need death like death we need the we need an end to things right and The thing I realized was like, I've never even considered ever in my life considered like you die and that's it. Lights out, game over, no thoughts, you're gone, no afterlife. I'd never thought about it ever because I was raised Catholic. I believed in all the afterlife and heaven and hell and all that shit. And once I started thinking about you just die and it's over, dude, that actually sounds great. Yeah. Like it sounds so good. It's it's finally being able to rest and be free. Yeah. It actually and I'd never considered it. And I was like, well, that's actually not too that sounds pretty great. Right. For again, something I'd never considered. So there's that. But then the other thing I realized starting, you know, when I was thinking about eternity and billions of years and stuff, the other thing I realized was there's no such thing as billions of years. There's only right now. And even if you live billions of years or hundreds of years or months or days, whatever it is, you're not living a day at a time or a month at a time or a year at a time or a billion years at a time. You're only ever living right now. Right. And right now is fine. Or it's not fine, but it'll change right now. But there's only now. So those two things, the idea that there's only now and then the other thing, which is oh, if I just die and that's the end, that's actually, it just basically what it made me think is like, oh, it's kind of, everything's kind of a win-win. Like Mm. if we, if we live forever, that's kind of cool because it's not forever. It's just always now. And then if we die, that's cool. Anyway, it but it had a, it it changed my world view. My Weltanschauen is the German word for it. So, and I, and I want to, and I appreciate it because it's it's hard for me to change my ideas about things. Yeah. Well, that's really cool, man. Yeah. You're a unique. Per, you're a unique person in that you have 
you're like most people, you have a lot of ideas and you've spent a lot of time thinking about your ideas. And so they're important to you. And most people build a framework of their worldview that they live by. So pulling out Jenga pieces of that is scary. And it takes a lot of integrity to really truly be open-minded enough to be, to change your mind. Right. And I feel like you inspire me to do that all the time too. Even with the whole, uh, we used to argue all the time about like all the, all that really exists is now. And just the other day I was sitting on a porch with some friends telling them, you know, that how true I think that is. It took me a long time to get there, but, and I think people would, I think relationships would be stronger interpersonally and in communities if people did more of it, you know? Yeah, it is hard though. It, Cause it, it, everything you know is based on that belief structure, but I, I think it's important because it, I think eventually you have to cave to the idea that even the stuff that you know is subject to, I mean, I, for me, it's very simple. Like I just say to myself, well, nothing can be known. I, I, I think I know a lot and I think I'm right about everything, but at the end of the day, I'm having an experience and I have no idea what this even is. You know, I think I do. Yeah. But again, it's just an idea that I have about something. And, you know, that that's changed considerably over the years, not just with me, but, you know, all of humanity and stuff. Oh, yeah. Big time. Dude, here's the other thing I was thinking. And uh, I think this was from being sick and stuff and thinking about dying and again this is i i feel like this is a thing that is a good thing i was thinking like what if the world was like like i like i say i, I always say like i need netflix i need electricity i need my ipad i need grocery stores filled with food i need places where i can go buy a shirt i can't be making that shit i can't be picking cotton and fucking you know, knitting a shirt out of fucking raw cotton. Fuck that. But but there was a time in the world where you, that's what the world was, dude. And I was thinking, <laughs> shit, dude, if it's fucking 1300 and it's just a fucking world full of shit ahead of me for the next 20 to 80 years, however long I live. And then you could give me a sword and I could go into battle and fucking... I don't have to go through any of that agony. I don't have to get old. I don't have to fucking die of some weird shit. I could just fucking die in glorious battle or live and have a fucking great tale to tell. <laughs> Dude, it's, I never understood dudes going into battle. It was just always this like, why would anybody ever do that? I would just hide. I yeah. would just run away. I'd be right. a coward. Yeah. But once I once I realized, oh, life sucked. Like it wasn't, there was no fucking Amazon Prime back then. Right. All you had was a fucking house filled with spiders and snakes and rats and it was cold and there was no food and everybody stank and there your shit was covering your asshole all the time because there was no way to wipe. Dude, give me a sword and I've got a story or I'm dead. Oh, God. It just made sense all of a sudden. Dude, all of that is so true. It's funny because it's so true. And we'll end with this to put a nice little punctuation on the point you just made is you can look up 
like ancient castles from that time, like medieval times. And now these are the people who lived in these castles were the richest people in the world. These were right. the kings and shit. Look up, <laughs> look up how they had their toilet. Look, like, look up what how they shit. It's crude and disgusting and horrible. And those were the richest motherfuckers in the world. Yeah. So then imagine just normal people who people just lived in, just shit they just lived in squalor. Yeah, they just lived people in just shit. People just shat. <laughs> <laughs> dude, people, dude, in India, people just, dude, when somebody's got a shit in India, they're just walking along and then they just pull their pants down and shit in public on the road. I literally saw that in Africa. I saw people just shitting in the street because, and then they wipe their asses with rocks. Um, so dude, that's incredible. <laughs> And on that note, good God, if we talk about that here, who knows what's going to waiting for us here in the Secret Weekly. Uh, listen, you can join us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash letters I-O-K. Bob and I have other podcasts. You know what they are. Check them out. Listen to them. Support us. Leave a review on iTunes if you can. And uh, if you want access to the Secret Weekly, the Patreon's the only way to do that. Where we are going now. And we'll see you there. Bye. 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 <laughs>